630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Yeah, you heard Devin say it in his newscast there. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., 29 home runs in the first round of the home run derby tonight. That is indeed a record. Thank you very much for joining us. Inside Sports on 630 Ched. We have the Eskimos at the Lions coming up on Thursday, 6 o'clock for the countdown to kick off. The play-by-play will start at 8. Morley Scott and Jason Moss with the Eskimos Coaches Show will start after the 7.30 news. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. I was telling you about this game off the top of the show. The championship of the Brick Invitational was a classic. Team Brick Alberta taking on Connecticut in the final. Brick scores early. Connecticut comes back with two quick goals. They're up 2-1 after 1, 2-1 after 2. Brick ties it early in the third period. They have a breakaway with about 40 seconds left. The Connecticut goalie makes a great save. And uh, then in overtime, an unfortunate double bouncer that uh, bounces right up into the top corner of the net early on to win it for Connecticut. But nonetheless, a great showing and a great effort by Team Brick Alberta, who were coached by this gentleman, Umberto Fiorillo. Hey, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, Reed. Well, I appreciate you coming on again. I know you just went through a, a very busy week, and uh, I, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Umberto, but I'm guessing even though you didn't get quite the result you got it, I, I, I fair to call it a pretty rewarding week for you and your staff and your players. Yeah, absolutely. We're extremely proud. The word that comes to mind is proud. And uh, about the 16 players that poured their heart and soul into the process and bought in 100%, not just with uh, words, but actions, and the 16 families. Uh, the parents were incredible, and uh, it was contagious to the players. And uh, yeah, I'm just really proud of our organization and uh, what we accomplished as a group. I mentioned the final game, a pretty amazing back and forth, a great effort by both teams. Uh, just tell me how you guys, how you thought you guys played in the final. I thought I thought we played excellent. Um, I thought that uh, we got off to a, a real strong start. We had a little lapse of three or four minutes there, where uh, you know we lost coverage on our line change. Um, but uh, just good, solid plays by Connecticut. They're a great team, well coached. Uh, they were great all tournament. The two undefeated teams going into the final. I thought we were. Uh, I thought we carried the play in the second and third period, and uh, their goalie played well. Our goalie played really well, and it's just it comes down to a bounce here, a bounce there, and uh, both teams had opportunities to win the game. And yeah, disappointing. But uh, when you really sit back in the last 24 hours, you know, reflecting, I'm extremely proud of the 16 athletes. Well, I think you should be, and you said bounces, and actually, Umberto, I was seated. They had a nice area for the for the media there just inside that blue line, and, and the uh, the Connecticut player took the shot right in front of me. And I, I you've probably, I've only, I only saw it live. Maybe you've seen, I, I bounced, did it actually bounce three times, or was it just twice? I mean, that was, I mean, good yeah. for them, but man, what a crazy goal and a heartbreaker for you guys. Yeah, it's a heartbreaker. Um, yeah, it's just can't explain those little things, those little bounces, and uh, I've been on the other side of those bounces as well, and uh, and uh, it's just it was yeah it was it was it's fortunate it was unfortunate for us, and yeah it's just disappointing, but 
Yeah, just extremely proud of the players. Um, ex- proud of how they played, how they conducted themselves. As you know, you know, we use the term "young professional." They can make mistakes. It's just, it's just try not to make the same mistake twice. And uh, they were tremendous. I'm extremely proud of them, and uh, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for all of them. And uh, yeah, just extremely, extremely uh, proud of them. What what was it like coaching and and uh, you know also for your players playing in that environment and and I know I talked to you a little bit about this last week and I, I talked to a couple of kids when I was there for the the preterm news conference but you're in a mall and it's kind of a vast space yet when I was there for the final it was shockingly loud like I I I didn't hear the whistle several times on Barrow what's it like being on the bench in that environment Yeah it is it was uh, it was electric. Uh, we couldn't really hear. I don't think the players could hear when I was calling out line changes. Um, it was just electric. They were looking around and they were they were just excited. They were. Uh, I, I was extremely happy with the way they uh, they used it as energy and momentum, and they knew the province was behind us. And our alumni was there in full force, and so many supporters, friends, family. Um, yeah, we just used it. We used it as a motivator and. Uh, yeah, but it's just electric. I just, as a ten-year-old, I, you know, I don't. It's it's going to be something they remember for the rest of their lives. Well, definitely they will, and that is cool. How many uh, alumni go and watch? And I had Tyler Benson on the show last week, and he still remembers uh, winning it in two thousand eight. And a lot of guys from his team have been drafted into the NHL or have already started playing. So that that's that's pretty amazing. Uh, tell tell people about because the brick gets a lot of attention for Team Brick Alberta on Barrow. But tell us a little bit about how many times the the team was together and how many uh, games total you, you play here. Okay, we uh, yeah we use a short term competition model. Uh, since I've taken over the program for three years, uh, we get together in the last week of May. We practiced uh, 22 times as a group, um, and we played uh, eight pre-tournament games, and then uh, eight tournament games. So that's uh, that's, and uh, we just go four times a weekend, two days on the weekends. Uh, we we come into two weekends in Calgary, two weekends in Edmonton, and then obviously the the pre-tournament weekend is obviously in Edmonton at the mall when all the teams arrive on Saturday. Yeah, we use that short-term competition model that goes through different phases, and um, it's worked really, really well. It allows families to travel from all around the province and be a part of a, such a special experience, and that's why we do the six-week process, is to make sure that all players around the province that, that deserve an opportunity to play for Team Greg and wear the jersey um, get that opportunity, and we're willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that you know every player earns that opportunity. Yeah, You know, Umberto, this is about the team, and... Usually, I would be on a team of of, of kids. I, I'd be reluctant to single out one player, but I got to ask you about Landon Dupont, the right shot defenseman for you guys. And when I went to watch the game yesterday, everybody said you got to see this Dupont kid. He's the son of Mickey Dupont, who played in the first ever Brick tournament for Team Brick thirty years ago. So that's an incredible story in itself. But I mean, I, I just thought the poise and skill level shown by all of your players was uh, excellent, but uh, boy, Landon, uh, he, he is very in control and, and uh, very skilled back there on the back end. Yeah, I think just a special player, uh, you know, a, a great teammate, and just uh, leads by example. We're really quiet off the ice. I think his play would, his play would give you the impression that he's very loud and that he's very quiet, but he leads by example. He has uh, he has a charisma about him that the players are they gravitate toward him. They look for him for leadership. And as a coach, when your when your leaders and your best players are your hardest workers, I think the process uh, 
the process is, is, is going the right direction. And, and definitely Landon led the way, both in the way he conducted himself off the ice and then obviously with his play on the ice. Well, Umberto, incredible tournament. Uh, you've done a great job coaching, and, and again, a, an exciting final. I, I wish it could have gone your way, but you have every reason to be proud of those kids for sure. Thank you so much for checking in on Inside Sports. Uh, the tournament, uh, all you guys with the tournament, all the volunteers, organizers, incredible to deal with, so thank you. Yeah, on behalf of the Brick organization, Team Brick Alberta, yeah, we're very, very thankful for your support, and uh, it was incredible the whole week, and uh, yeah, we're forever grateful. Right on. We'll see you down the road. Thanks, Reed. Umberto Fiorello, sorry, I cut him off there, from Team Brick, Alberta, the head coach, and yeah, tough goal against in the in the final for uh, Connecticut to beat Tim, Team Brick, but I'm going to remember that game for a while. That was uh, that was really cool to go watch that at the Ice Palace. We have, do we do we have, can we do the Stingers tickets now? Sure, let's do them. Yeah, now. We have, do we have two four packs? That's correct. Yeah. To see the Stingers play Guelph seven o'clock on Thursday. We will take uh, caller number two and caller number three. One of you gets a two-pointer, the other one gets a three-pointer. 780-496-0063. We'll bring in Morley Scott, and we'll set up the coaches show. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Did we give away the Stingers tickets? We did. That's to Mark and Marcel. Mark and Marcel. Mark and Marcel. All right, enjoy the basketball game. Pretty good stuff there at the Expo Center. Stingers taking on Guelph. Morley Scott joining me in studio. Morley, good to see you. Hi, Reed. How are you? Doing great. Happy to hear that. Because, you know, we got a little rule around here. If Reed's happy, we're all happy. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. More people should adhere to that. It's like, okay. how's Reed doing today? He seems okay. Okay, good. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> Curtis texts again. He goes, Reed, my favorite golf moment for me was playing with my family on Father's Day a couple of years ago. I get up to the hole, and my first three shots off the tee go straight into the bush. I get so mad, I hit one more as hard as I could, and the next thing I know, my ball is in the cup. Even though it should have been a seven, my family was gracious enough to give me a hole-in-one on the scorecard, <laughs> but technically I'm still searching for my first hole-in-one. I got a hole-in-seven. got a hole-in-seven. That's, that is tough. That's the thing about golf, though, right? Like you, I mean, it's that one stroke, that, that one shot that keeps you coming back. It's like you can golf, you can do five holes, and you're awfully sad. I hate this game. This is the last. I'm going to throw my clubs away when this round is done. Yeah. And then you get to the 17th tee, right down the middle, perfect, and then you chip it onto the green and you put it in for a par, and you go, oh, when can we play again? I love this game. That's tough for Curtis, because technically he did not get a hole-in-one. No. But he put the ball in the cup off the tee. In one shot. In one shot. Yeah. In one swing. Well, every every yes. time you put the cup it, ball in the cup, it's a one shot, right? So, yeah. yeah. No, he's he's that, honest, though, because yeah. he, he could have left out because somebody, I started talking about any home runs people, because an everyday person could not hit a home run. Mm-hmm. But you know, one guy said he hit a home run to win the B side of a tournament. And I said, I appreciate the honesty because we can't <laughs> yeah. fact check any of this. Yeah. He could have said, oh, yeah, we won men's provincials. I would have read it. The you know? B side. <laughs> but they won. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, and then we started talking about uh, aces as well. This texter says, well, this, I, I, I like this one. And I think 
I think I know what hole he's talking about. I think he might have got the course. He wasn't sure about the course. I'll just read it. He goes, hey, Reed, I used to work with a guy. When he was in high school, he would go down to the golf course every once in a while and eat his lunch while hiding in the trees. That's actually a story on its own. <laughs> the, the hole in question was an elevated par three. Could be wrong, but I think it was Victoria. I, I'm going to say this. There's an elevated par three at Riverside, the 14th is right uphill and you can just see the top of the flag you can't see where your ball ends up so i wonder if it's if it's i'm trying to, i don't know if victoria victoria has that elevated par five i don't think it has an elevated par three i think anyway elevated par three the young man's for whatever reason decided to go eat his lunch in the in the woods as we all would sometimes in high school more <laughs> So the texter goes on. Anyway, my buddy said he would hide in the trees, and if a ball was close, he would run out to the ball and put it in the cup oh. and then run back into the trees, giving people holes in one and making people happy. Oh, That's amazing. That's, that's, that's beautiful. So if you've ever aced the 14th at Riverside... Think again. How long ago was this? Think you again. May, you may have been fooled. <laughs> that's a great story, though. That must have been fun to watch the reaction. Everybody that's true. Up. In check, some ways, check the hole. Be... Check the hole. No, yeah. it's not in the hole. Check the hole. It's in the hole. Yeah. It's in the hole. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Uh, but yeah, if because I'm trying to, th- you could definitely on 14 at Riverside, if you're in the right spot, you could conceal yourself, and you probably you could make it out quick enough that I and probably from the angle, if, if it was a front flag, probably not. But if it was a back flag. You could you could run out there and, and nudge a ball into the cup. That'd be cool. <laughs> that's, that's that's crazy. That'd be the only way some some people are getting it, right? I agree. That's just a it's just a kind individual. Imagine the happiness he's he's sharing with he people. The stories that they get to tell people. See now? these days these days somebody would do that, film it from yeah. hidden, and then make fun of the people for yeah, celebrating and then post it. Yeah, yeah. Because now ah, social media's yeah. made us all mean. Look at this. <laughs> All right, so the Eskimo, who won the bowling? Uh, Was it Kilgore? Logan Kilgore. The backup QB. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, and you'll hear more in uh, Kings Court. They all went bowling as a, for a team activity on Friday, if you don't you'll, know what we're talking about. You'll hear it on uh, on Kings Court uh, when you play it. I don't know if you do Tuesdays or Wednesdays, but it'll be tomorrow morning on the morning show, and then you'll have it as well. But uh, uh, Ryan King talked to Logan Kilgore about it, and he's I guess he's he just loves playing anything. Anything you can win at, he'll play, whether it's uh, darts, bowling, tiddlywinks, football. He likes it all. That's cool. Yeah. They shot like over 200. They did 10 pin. Uh, I'd assume so. Yeah, yeah it would have been 10 pin. Yeah. And can you imagine, whole, the, the whole can imagine a five pin ball in like an offensive lineman's hand? Like it'd be like a marble. <laughs> it'd, just, it'd be, it'd it'd be, be a, too small. They're playing marbles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So wh- when are they flying out? Wednesday? Uh, yes, Wednesday. Games on Thursday against the BC Lions, who got a win. Sort of. Talking to Justin. Technically, well, they, 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 technically they, they got to win. If the points. game was played anywhere else in Canada, they wouldn't have. Have they confirmed how, well, long, how deep the end zones are? They're 17 they yards. Off? They're 17 yards. 17-yard end zones. And and was Chris Rainey, right? He yeah. caught the ball, and he stepped onto the, onto the out-of-bounds yard line. Yeah. Which gave them a single point, which won the game for them. If he's anywhere else in the CFL, he's, quick enough, he he's got two out. yards still to spare, right, if he steps back. So, do the math. Would have sent the game. They wouldn't have lost for sure. I would have sent the game to overtime. Would have, would have likely. It wouldn't have been over. If, like if he it doesn't was. make it out, he's yeah. quick enough. He probably would have got it yeah. out. All right. Well, that, that was interesting. The, the BC Lions do not look. Now look, Thursday's a new. And I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I don't believe in jinxes. I just got to say what I see. The BC Lions do not look 
good. I was they do- look like something's wrong. I was doing on my depth chart today for the game on Thursday night, and I, I don't have it with me, so I, I can't. I'm just trying to remember the numbers off the top of my head. But the offensive stats, especially like they're they're seventh, eighth. Sixth in a lot of categories, like that's very for that a for Mike Riley the way John White's been playing last couple of weeks anyway um, for the offensive weapons they have in the receiving core they should be doing better than that but they're not well did uh, did Burnham miss the game Burnham missed last Burnham, game, Brian yeah. Burnham missed the game yeah. against Toronto yeah so Lamar Durant's going great though well he's a good player yeah uh, Calgary thumped Saskatchewan badly. I mean, it was 15-10. Man, the love the affair with Cody Fajardo ended fast in Regina. Who's this other guy? Isaac... Uh, Harker? Isaac Harker? Yeah. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's tough. And I was saying to Justin Dunk earlier, they lost Chris Jones. That's, that is a huge <laughs> loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, just he... Say what you want about the guy. He, he's a good coach. He's a good, great defensive coach. He's a really he, good and coach. And he's just one of those guys. And this is one of those things... As a sports guy, sometimes I hate saying this because I can't point to a stat. But he got his players to play for him. They they yep. they believed. I, I mean, the Eskimos had that saying, "Well, we believe we can score a touchdown on every play." Which, if you think about it, is stupid because on a quarterback sneak, everybody you can. can't score a touchdown if it's at yeah. midfield. Yes, but but he but he instilled that belief that if we execute and are in the right spot, the play could work. It could be the one. That wins us the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think Saskatchewan lost that mentality, and they lost Willie Jefferson. Yeah, which is key. And and I mean, where did Willie Jefferson go? Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Who well, who's the good. only unbeaten team in the league right yeah, now? Winnipeg. There you go. All right. For the Eskimos, uh, are, might we see Devaris Daniels? I think so. Okay. I think so. He's been uh, he's been working out with the ones this week, um, and I think we're going to finally see him. I talked to him today a little bit, and it looks like uh, we're going to finally see him. He's pretty excited. He's ready to go. He's going to come out like he's shot out of a cannon. All right. He's he's very excited. All right. I'll see you when you get bring Jason in. All right. Later. Thank you. That is uh, Morley Scott, play-by-play voice for the Edmonton Eskimos here on 630 Chad. He will have Jason Moss in studio for the coaches' show starting in about eight minutes right out of the 7.30 news. The Eskimos have a new $22 general admission pass. Check that out on their website. Also get more details on 630ched.com. All right, tomorrow on Inside Sports, we will start teeing up the 1932 by Bateman Open. We'll have Mike Bateman in, one of the guys behind running the tournament this year. Uh, We will also have... might have a prominent player from the BC Lions on tomorrow. We're working on confirming that. And I'm going to go out to St. Albert in the afternoon, catch up with Greg Zahn. We had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he's in town for his baseball camp, so we'll see how that is going. Thanks to everybody for listening tonight. Thanks to those of you sharing your stories, texting 630-630. The producer of Inside Sports is Dave Campbell. The studio operator this evening, the one and only Kellen Kennedy. My name is Reed Wilkins. Coach's show next. Have a great night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.